National Championship Night, Backdoor Cover, Monday, April 8th, 2019, let's fucking go, it's producer Micah and Fred Key. What a reception, what, a, what an intro. Man, you gotta you gotta step up the production levels on the championship weekend. It's it's the biggest championship of the night. Yeah, that's right. It feels good. It feels great to be back in the stew with you. We have been there for every step of the way of this tournament, and now we are at its conclusion. We are uh, just a few hours shy of one shining moment. We really covered the sun bitch. We we've been all over this. It feels good for one shining moment. That was actually pretty good. I don't know uh, any of the words. That was bad. One shining moment. You sound kind of like Carl Lewis did when he sang the national anthem that time. Yes. No, no, you don't know any of the oh, words. Oh, I, I know that. That's one of the greatest clips of all time. Yeah. In fact, we're going to listen to that clip right now. And the Rockets, Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. For the land of the free. Okay. Yeah, God bless Carl uh, Carl Lewis. You could tell I wasn't complimenting your singing skills. You know, if you just Google Carl Lewis, the first thing that pops up isn't his 35 gold medals or anything. Why well, he's the greatest <laughs> American sprinter. The first thing that pops up is Carl Lewis National Anthem. Goes to show. I'll make up for it now. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, we'll make up for it now. You won't. No. You're not going to. It's over. One shining moment. Anyway. Uh, we're excited for tonight's basketball game between some unlikely unlikely teams. Uh, Virginia, the, one of the number one seeds, and, of course, Texas Tech, a three seed, the Red Raiders. A, ba- a matchup of extreme defense. Uh, Two teams that have never won a national championship. True. Or been to a national championship. Really? Virginia's never been? I don't think so. I know Tech's never been. Oh, 84 was the last time they were yeah. there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Anyway, we're going to have history tonight. We're excited about it. Um, you know what else we're excited about, Brad? What's that? Uh, what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about later this week? Okay, we're back later this week. I don't know if it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure it out. Okay, but this is one of the greatest weekends in all of sports: the start of the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, the Masters. There's Game of Thrones on Sunday for the nerds out there. Nerds, you're one of them. Brad's a book reader too, the nerdiest of the nerds. Yeah. You, read books. you know who else reads the the Game of Thrones books? My mother. Wow. It's embarrassing. We've got things in common. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a great weekend. We'll be back to look forward towards the weekend later this week. Today, we're going to talk mostly about the hoops. We're all hoops today. And you know what else is great, Brad? What's Mind that? of Micah. Are you listening to Mind of Micah? Of course I'm listening Let to Let me Mind say this. There are a lot of closet wrestling fans out there because oh, the yeah? most listened to episode in the history of the Mind of Micah podcast was my WrestleMania preview. They came the cro- champ is here. They're no longer trapped in the closet? Yeah, they are out of the closet. I don't know where you live. Uh, I don't know who you are, but I appreciate you listening and telling your other wrestling nerd friends. Uh, the numbers are so good, I have no choice but to do a recap sometime this week as well. How did it turn out? Did you watch it? Yes, I did watch WrestleMania. We'll talk about it later. Okay, sorry. I don't, I don't want to take all of your content because, I mean... Yeah, thank you. There's, there's probably not that much to talk about. So, anyways... That's yeah. not true. It, the show lasted like six and a half hours, so there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> We're not hurting for uh, content. That, that's there. a lot of drama. Six and, and a half WWE hours. WWE knows how to create content. Mm. Anyway, that's there on uh, Mind of Micah. Also coming this week, uh, Micah's Read of the Week, perhaps Micah's Beef of the Week, 
And as mentioned, the champ is here. WrestleMania preview, or actually recap, coming later this week. So if you haven't subscribed, please please do so. All right, before we get to the hoops, one more thing we should mention. Our new sponsor, FreeFly. We had them on last week, I think. They are the dopest. We love FreeFly. When you're outside doing your favorite activity, the last thing you want is a sticky plastic shirt weighing you down. Wouldn't you rather wear something that's extremely comfortable, performs great, and won't hold you back? Of course you would. That's why two siblings, a Montana fishing guide brother and a Nike designer sister, who were obsessed with the outdoors, teamed up and made it their mission to create the most comfortable shirt in the world. They've created a brand to give like-minded weekend warriors the natural, comfortable men's and women's apparel they've always needed and wanted. Those shirts really are like the most comfortable shirts in the world. Definitely my most comfortable in my closet. Yeah, I love them. I love them. They sent us a shirt, some some shorts. I'm actually wearing the shorts right now. You are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you sure are. Here they are. Oh, those are, those are nice. Not bad. I've, I wore the pair of underwear this weekend. Oh, they were they were nice. It's always uncomfortable you know, talking I, about your underwear. I but know, but these are... These at are, least they do it well. So instead of like that weird synthetic material that you get you know, from the leading brands, we'll mm. just say, this stuff is made from bamboo. That's the key. And it's still sort of like that... It's a tech material, but it's made from butter soft bamboo, which creates comfort. And it's designed uh, exclusively for comfort from top to bottom. Men and women, and mostly for, for anything you do outside. And if you don't settle for uncomfortable clothing, you need to get with FreeFly. I agree. It's uh, designed for those who work hard, play hard, and demand the same from their clothing. I just know that every dude out there that's listening to this knows like they have like a single favorite pair of underwear. Yeah. The free fly are mine. I wore them with a, to this wedding this weekend. I felt good down low. I looked good up top. <laughs> Your boy was killing it. I believe that. Yeah. Free fly's clothing is is all about comfort and simplicity. There's no unnecessary bells and bells and whistles. What I like is they use very subtle branding and a natural color palette. Simple, clean design. So. You know, this isn't like you're wearing a giant logo on your chest. It doesn't say. It just looks yeah, good. There's no, there's no slogan on your chest. It's and just they're all nice. earth tones. It, it, it fits with everything else in your, in your closet. Trust me, this is, this is good stuff. Plus, Free Flies Bamboo has natural UPF sun protection to keep you cool on and off the water. Brad and I are both uh, muni golfers. This is the ultimate outfit for muni golfers. That's what I'm going to say about Free Fly. In addition to fishermen, anything you want to do if you go hike, anything you're doing outside. So. It's time you stop being uncomfortable and try out f- uh, Free Fly's bamboo clothing. Mother's and Father's Day are both just right around the corner. Gear up for mom and dad. You can save 20% off when you visit freeflyapparel.com and use promo code BDC, like backdoor cover. One more time, freeflyapparel.com, promo code BDC. Highly recommended. Thank you. All mm. right, moving on. Uh, let's, let's go to our quick bracket update. Brad Key. You sly devil. Out of nowhere. We've been making fun of you all tournament for being in like the bottom 20%. Where are you now, Brad? Do you want to take a guess? 69th. Wow, nice. As the kids say. As the kids do say. Uh, So Brad's jumping up. But more importantly, our friend Dylan Shivery is currently in ninth place. He is in the 99 percentile. Here's the other one that we gave the hard time to. So basically, if, if you were made fun of on this podcast, you probably had a pretty good bracket. It's crazy that this is the way these things bounce up and down. But Brad has been in last place, like, amongst the five of us, the, the celebrities, as we're calling ourselves, right. the entire time. And now he's in second, just a hair behind Dylan. Dylan sits in ninth, ninth place overall. Very impressive. Uh, Dave Ruff is now 75th place. 
Brad is 69th. As we mentioned, I'm 87th. Uh, and Will DeFreeze is 132nd. How's it feel to be 22 spots or whatever you are behind me? 20. You're bad at math. Like uh, 18. 18. Yeah. yeah. I went the wrong way. I'm still in the top 78 <laughs> percentile overall. That's pretty good. This is a, this is a good bracket. We've done well here. Yeah. Pat uh, yourself on the back. We'll give a shout out to the people in first place right now. Uh, RBP gang member is in first place. He has Texas Tech winning, so he will no doubt be the champion if that happens. Sky guy six three zero eight six four nine seven or whatever the numbers aren't important they're just funny to me uh, is in second place and has Virginia winning tonight so one of those two will uh, walk away victorious and uh, as always those people can get a mouse pad they can come on the show I don't know we'll do anything you want we'll figure it out it's gonna be great but uh, big shouts to them R I P uh, what was the guy's name Valerio Valerio has fallen far below. I'm sorry. Oh, he's at 27th. He's still way ahead of it you. It would be great if Dylan Chivalry won this thing, and we could just sign a sign a mouse pad and deliver it to him. Mathematically Virginia, impossible. Way. But yeah, he is mathematically. No, oh, that was mathem- good. Uh, anyway, who gives a shit? This is fun. Thank everybody for playing, uh, and uh, we'll we'll crown a winner tomorrow. Uh, let's talk about the games this this weekend. Virginia beat Auburn in a wild ending, a one point victory. Uh, Brad, what did you think about the the end of this? Very controversial. Game. Yeah, this is the most controversial of the two games, obviously. But um, God, there's a lot to unpack. So there's multiple controversies that happened within a 10 second span. The first is basically Virginia is down two with the ball. It's under 10 seconds, like I said. Their point guard's bringing it up the floor. Jerome, he takes it behind his back, trying to avoid a foul. Auburn's trying to foul him so that they he can't get a three-point shot off and, and basically win the game. They want to make ensure that they are put on the line and have to uh, basically shoot their way into overtime. The foul isn't called, which there really wasn't much of a foul if you look back at it. People are saying there was, but I don't. I didn't see enough contact for it to be controversial. Ball goes off his heel, rolls backwards. He turns around, picks it up both hands, starts dribbling. It's basically been covered widely that that is indeed – Double by dribble. rule, this was a def- uh, double dribble. The Which, ball was not touched by the defender. And it was not called. And it was not called. So, there's that. And there, that's basically the all-time nut crush. Like, that's, that's where the real nut crush happened. There's a second thing that was controversial. They hit Kyle Guy in the corner. He goes up for a three. A, the defender goes up to contest it. And there is basically, like, contact between his lower body and the defender's lower body. They call a foul. As I mentioned, they were down two. It was on a three-point shot. Kyle Guy ices all three of them to put him up one with like .6 seconds left. It was clearly I, a foul. I thought it was clearly a foul, too. I, don't I wasn't sure where I mean, you stood I, on this. I, it's a nut crush. Don't get me wrong. Yes. This is a nut crushing thing, but he fouled the guy. And people are saying that he kicked his legs out. He kicked his legs out after he was hit to accentuate the contact. It wasn't like he kicked his legs out so that there would be contact. The whistle which is was the big just difference. a little bit late, too, which, you know, a double nut crush for Auburn Ugh. fans. Uh, there's a great video on our Instagram at Backdoor Cover Podcast of uh, Auburn fans thinking they won the game, storming Toomer's corner, and then uh, finding out they finding did not. out later that they did not, and a lot of people look crushed. It's hilarious. So that's like the end of the game that like covers all of the controversy. The other thing to note is that Virginia was up by like ten points with like less than the second, like half of the second half to go. Like they were easily in command of this game, and and. Ty Jerome, who's a point guard, who's 
kind of essential to their success, gets his fourth foul and has to go sit down. And Auburn goes on like a 9-0 run and eventually is up four points. And that's how this all kind of played out. So it's tough like from a lot of different perspectives, but Virginia was in easily in control of this thing and it spiraled out quick uh, as soon as Ty Jerome went out. So, man, kind of like a lot of ups and downs, a lot of controversy, a lot of hurt feelings. Both sides are pissed off and kind of like taking shots at the general internet community. Uh, it's it's something else. Yeah. And it, it, it entertaining ending. That's all you really want, unless you're a fan of Virginia or Auburn. You just want entertainment at the end, and that's certainly was that. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Virginia, like, Virginia is a one-point favorite tonight. We'll get to tonight's game. but First tech. Yeah, yeah. They're just so shaky, man. I, they tried to give that game away. And you got to give Auburn credit. They made shots and made plays, but, like, that's not a game Virginia should not have been that close, as you mentioned. They should have. They should have iced guys them out. out. Yeah. So if they end up winning the national championship tonight, obviously they're going to be heroes. But God, this is about, not an all-time, all-time great team. I mean, this is the this is an example of a team that has caught like the most lucky breaks you have ever seen. Like in every facet of the way, like every yeah. way, like versus, excuse me, versus Purdue, like it required somebody to throw it from like the three quarter, like basically free throw line of the opposing basket, have their big man catch it from their free throw line and float it in as the buzzer expired for them to go into overtime to play Purdue. So it's like though that alone is just like a straight up miracle. And then this game, an even bigger miracle, they get fouled on three pointer and then he actually hits them. Like to hit those three free throws, you have to have huge nuts. Well, it is kind of ironic because Auburn should have lost in the first round from that same shot. If that guy would have made three free throws. Okay, so they they fouled that guy for the and he only made one of the three free throws, right. right? Then New Mexico State gets the rebound, kicks it to the guy who's been hitting threes all night long in the exact same corner mm-hmm. that tie, that uh Kyle Guy went up That's crazy. and hits gets fouled. So like kind of some some closure there. Like, that was where they could have lost in the first round. That was like the exact point of the court. And, and this time, uh, the guy from Virginia made all three. Uh, yeah, Auburn, it still had an amazing run. An amazing, amazing run. I'd say the most amazing run I've seen in, like, years, man. Like, Absolutely. That was incredible. Like, this is a very memorable. They beat the three winningest programs in the history of college basketball back to in back. a row. That's never ha- I mean, that's crazy. That will never happen again. They're you still going to make that. a 30 for 30 about It may not be a 30 for 30, but they'll make one on the SEC Network that nobody will watch. You know, the SEC storied ones. <laughs> yes. We're going to see an SEC storied uh, documentary about this team. Even though, uh, you know, Chuck Person's going to prison and, uh, you know, who knows? Bruce Pearl, people keep tweeting me that he didn't get fired from Tennessee for losing. He got fired for show cause, all this stuff. <laughs> his, his lead recruiter's going to prison. This is not, I mean, I don't know. This whole thing is really something. Anyway, Virginia, they're favored to win the national championship tonight. And they are. They were overshadowed all year long in their conference by Duke. They were overshadowed the first weekend. They the, the fact that they're if they win the national championship, this is just like such a blah thing. Like oh, sort fuck of. Virginia. It unless you think it's some great redemption story that they lost. Well, I do the first actually one think seed that. last year. I, I do find it to be a great redemption story, but I also think that the amount of miracles that had to stack up and pile up for this to have occurred. Is unreal. You, make, you think that's noteworthy? I think that's noteworthy, and I don't think Virginia's even played close to their 
top potential even one time in the tournament yet. So like, that's I don't sort know. of my point though. Like nobody, Virginia has not played like the best team in the country. It just in this barely tournament. played enough. They played just good enough to win. Oh, with miracles, you had to have miracles for them to to continue to so advance. Maybe they'll get another miracle tonight. Who knows? Or maybe they'll just play up to their potential and they'll be better than Texas Tech. Uh, let's talk about Texas Tech. They beat Michigan State by, I think it was 11 points was the final. I forget what the, the final score was. And the defense on this team, oh, 61-51, 10-point victory over Michigan State. The defense, especially in the first half, is just unfucking believable Unbelievable. And, like, there there, there was, like, a point in the game where, what, where, what, what was this this quote that I had read? It was something like six or five of six shots over a two-minute span were airballed. Because, like, the defense was just so locked down, people couldn't even barely get shots off to hit the rim. Like, I mean, Izzo's teams are always notoriously tough, right? Hard-nosed teams. They practice with football pads on. They they don't get out physical. They were frustrated by this defense that Tech was playing. Tech showed up on defense. And this so this Mooney kid uh, that was a transfer, I think he's transferred, like, from multiple teams. He, like, was at Air Force at one point, and then he was, like, somewhere in the Midwest – Vermont or something. I don't you know, know what the Midwest is. Young and Restless? Yes. Anyhow, he ended up at Tech. Vermont is not in the in the Midwest, just for the record. Great. Oklahoma's mad about that. Shouts to Dave. <laughs> so this guy who's been like this journeyman, he's the difference maker in this game because both teams are playing lockdown defense. The lone shining player that like really set apart the two different teams was this Mooney kid, and he hits like three threes and like a couple other buckets over like a, a two minute span, three minute span, putting Tech up, and from there it was just kind of like a defensive kind of struggle, I guess, to close out the game. Like Michigan State could never climb back because there was such stifling defense from the yeah. Tech side. De- I mean, other than that though, man, like it was close. It was twenty three twenty one at half. Tech was up two points. Um, other than that, like really short flurry of offense from from Mooney, this thing was just even matched as could be, like all the way through. Uh, it was a good game. It was really fun. There's a lot of moments where I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like, yeah. you know, stand up, out of your shoes, wow. Kind I mean, of we don't watch defense. a lot of. We I talked about this a little bit last week, but we don't watch a lot of college basketball during the season. We watch more NBA basketball. Brad and I do, and. This is so. This game was so different than an NBA game. Like these dudes are, the intensity on defense, the the rebounding, like not a ton of isolation. It, it was just it was it was kind of fun to watch in its own way. Yeah, you know, like this. But it's a different game than the NBA. Game. Completely different. And Tech is going to do the same thing tonight. I mean, I the the one thing Tech did so do is Virginia is what they were the up thirteen with nine and a half minutes to go, and they the game was never in doubt. Like, this Texas Tech team is not – if they're up 10 points in the second half, they're going to win the game. If Virginia's up 10 points, they're going to try and give it away. That's what we saw last week or last – on Saturday. That's an interesting point. Or uh, at I least mean, that's what that's what the trends would say at this point from what they've done in previous matchups. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's look at tonight. Virginia's a one-point favorite. As I mentioned, the over-under is 117.5. It's going to be a defensive. So battle. we're looking at something – a game in the 50s. Uh, according to Vegas, uh, neither team has ever won the tournament. Both teams rank in the top five nationally in adjusted defensive efficiency per Ken Palm, and both are comfortable playing in half-court slugfest. Now, that first sentence that I said is a lot of mumbo-jumbo, but just know <laughs> these teams, as we've seen in the tournament, They'll play fucking some de- fucking defense. Yeah. And, that, I mean, that's what Virginia's been known for for years, and this Texas Tech team is as tough as nails and plays D. So 
61-51 against uh, Michigan State would have been the would have hit the under. Right. That's about what we're looking at today. So the big difference is will text guys who have recently like as of the the NTA tournament started showing up on the offensive side that Mooney kid there's another guy that they've got that's like from Italy. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Tech is they're interesting because they're not and, and Virginia's the same way. Neither team is dependent on one particular score. And so you just never know who the guy who's like maybe somebody pops up and goes crazy tonight. So it's Culver's the one guy who's like really their their ISO guy that could really take over on tech side. On Virginia's side, they've kind of got multiple guys who could stand up or could could step up and be your offensive kind of focal point between uh, DeAndre Hunter, who's like their their kind of forward player, who's likely a, a lottery pick, and then they've got Ty Jerome, who's a point guard, who obviously they rely on super heavily. If yeah. when he went out, he, they went on like a ten zero run in Auburn, and then there's Kyle Guy, who's been kind of like the the leader center center point of their offense. So like, there's kind of a lot of I feel like there's more offensive potential to come out of the Virginia side, but I feel like they've shown such like a shaky situation, like a shaky grasp on, on holding onto leads. Like you were saying, like they've kind of let things go. So a little nervous. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it'll be fun. Uh, It's not going to be high scoring. It's not going to be a shootout, but it should be like one of those really intense, uh, what's the thrilling basketball. I'm excited for it, man. Yeah, I am too. I've got Virginia winning in the tournament, like in my, my bracket pool, Uh but I'm rooting for tech because they're just happen to be like tech. You know, they're in the region. We're in Texas. Um, there's so many hours away from us, but they are still technically in our state. They might as well be in California, but still, yeah, if you're driving there. Um, but yeah, man, I'm happy regardless. I like both. I guess I'm rooting for Virginia because I don't want Lubbock to burn to the ground. Uh, you, everybody saw the videos of uh, people in Lubbock celebrating Saturday night. Uh, we posted a, an email from the Chancellor on Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram where they have already, all classes are getting out at 4 o'clock today and they are all 100% canceled tomorrow no matter what happens. Well, so. the good thing is is if it does go up, like the entire city go up in flames, it's in the desert, so it's very contained. Like the rest of the United States won't be in any trouble. That's true. Yeah, there's no trees you know, it'll be windy, yeah, but the, the only know, thing it could burn would be like, like the one story buildings and, and the cactus. prairie dogs. Everyone's going to get their some head hate, up. but I, who cares? <laughs> no, I, I think I'm rooting for tech. They, they say they're likable. They play defense. As we mentioned before, they have zero top 100 guys out of high school where uh, Virginia has six. Yeah. So, but they've been, this is interesting because Texas Tech has been the best team in this tournament. I would say, I would say they too. are playing at their full potential. They're playing exact like they are. They have come to play every game. They whipped, they they whipped teams the first two rounds, and then they've been impressive since then. I mean, this is this is uh, they haven't been tested in a close game yet. I'd say they've been the most the most impressive but team in been, the tournament. They have been consistent and impressive. So. And meanwhile, Virginia's been probably the most impressive team in the regular season. They went uh, thirty four and three with two of those losses being to Duke. So like they've lost to one team outside of Duke this year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like kind of a matchup of regular season versus postseason well, success. Well, you know, Tech also won the the Big Twelve, the first team in what thirteen years to to do that. Split it, it with Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas, yeah, yeah. Um, we're watching. So, who do you like? What's your your official? Well, pick? At first, I'd like to thank Texas Tech for ending that Kansas run. That was yeah. Oh, we, we thank them before. We'd like to thank them again. We will continue to thank you, uh, Kansas. <sighs> we hate you. 
I like tech, man. You know, the wedding I was at this weekend was what? two uh, Missouri grads. No. And they like met at a, a Missouri like watch party thing in Dallas. Okay. And the officiant was was somebody who had been a part of the the Mizzou Alumni Association. Okay. Like local chapter. And he made like five or six jokes about Lawrence, Kansas and how bad it sucked. Oh, it I was, was wondering so how great. you're gonna tie this back to our conversation. Missouri. This is really wonderful. Just back to the Kansas hate. I got you. I'm it's with like, you. It's like, you, you guys will have children. They can do anything they want in this world except go to school in Lawrence, Kansas. It's fantastic. What a terrible place. Uh, <laughs> all right, so who do you like? Like I said, I like Go to your head. You I'm, like going with, I'm going with the Mo. I'm going with the hottest team in the tournament. Um, like we said, it's kind of a matchup of regular season success versus postseason success. Uh, it's been basically miracle after miracle for Virginia to have made it this far. Tech, on the other hand, has just controlled their destiny. There's not a, any controversy. They just whip that ass. They show up and they go. So uh, I'm expecting Tech and a bunch of burned couches this evening. Okay. Well, I will uh, take Virginia. Okay. I think they're more talented. I think they play their best game of the tournament tonight. Uh, maybe Tech's a little sluggish. I don't know. I just think Virginia does it. I think Virginia's the better team. Like if you were just yeah, if you matched them up a hundred out of a hundred times, like then I think Virginia obviously comes out on top. But like right now for a one-time matchup, I just I feel pretty good yeah, about Tech. This Tech team in a, in a close game should should win the way they're playing. But we'll see. I'll go with Virginia. You're going with Tech, Brad. What is the bet between you and I? That's the question. Uh, I'm, I don't know, man. We need to think through this shit in advance next time. This is the dumbest I'm putting conversation you on the spot. We Are we doing lunch? Time. Are we buying a sandwich? So is, is it tacos on, on Brad? You have to play golf with me if I win. I, I, fuck. <laughs> Micah has refused to play golf with me for the last month. I don't like you. Yeah, I, that's a five hours, hours you have to spend with me. I know. Me. What, what, do you, what do you get if you win? You have to play golf with me on a date and time of my choosing. And you have to pay. Uh, no, that's too much. <laughs> How about we just do tacos okay, tomorrow, okay. or Wednesday this see. week? All right, and next time we record, the loser will buy tacos from Torchies. Deal. It's down the street from Brad's house. I know they're not the best tacos. Don't come at me. But I enjoy them, and that's what we'll do. All right, then we're shaking. It, it's a handshake. Can you hear that? Brad Key and I, tacos. Go UVA. Although I'm secretly kind of rooting for tech, too. I see, I'm, and if, I've, if UVA won, I mean, that's why I picked in all of my brackets. Guess what? I'm gonna, the one that I the one tournament challenge that I paid, like I have a a paid entry into. If Virginia wins, I finish fourth, the first unpaid position. Oh, that's a slap in the nuts. Real slap in the face. You know, my girlfriend won her group. Uh, first place. First was place. it a paid group? Yeah, she won four hundred bucks. Holy crap! It was only her girlfriends. There were like eight of them. They each put fifty bucks. That's in. what I was about to say. How much did this buy in for these? Oh, damn. Some ice cold broads. And those people bet, man. I like it. They bet a lot harder than we do generally. I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay. Well, okay. good good stuff, Brad. Nice. Good stuff. Okay. Have you been following along with our uh, the sports beef of the week presented by ButcherBox? I have from a distance. Well, please tell me what you For mean For those by who that. have been watching, Juju Smith-Schuster, am I saying that right? Yes. And Antonio Brown are uh, taking shots at each other via Twitter mostly. Okay. Social media is happening. Where did Brown end up again? Oakland. Oakland. He's a Raider. And Shushu Smith, Smith, whatever the fuck his name is, was on uh, Juju. The Steelers yeah, these guys were former teammates. Uh, as I mentioned, this is this is not Micah's beef of the week. This is our sports beef of the week. Again, also sponsored by ButcherBox. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster is clapping back, is what this article says. Mm. After another social media slight from former teammate Antonio Brown, the Steelers' wideout used Twitter to respond on Sunday. What was the slight, though? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. 
Juju said, all I ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got to the league. I was genuinely happy for him, too, when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract, and now he takes shots at me on social media. Crazy how big that ego got to be to take shots at all the people who show you love. SMH. Oh, he's shaking his head. He got uh, Brown, now a Raider, got Smith-Schuster's attention with a scathing comment in response to a Steelers fan tagging Brown in a post highlighting Smith-Schuster's Team MVP award. What a fucking MVP. sentence is that is. Okay. So <laughs> the Steelers posted a thing that said most valuable player, Juju Smith-Schuster. Of the 2018 season. Yeah, their team MVP. Some guy retweeted it and at mentioned AB, uh, Antonio Brown. And then Antonio Brown wrote, emotion. Boy fumbled the whole past season in the biggest game of the year. Oof. Everyone went blind to, to busy making guys famous. Not enough real reality these these days. Uh, Aloha hand signal. He loves that thing. By the way, check the list. I don't know what any of that means, really. He throws the Aloha thing recklessly on all of his shit. Really? It's gangster. Well, I mean, obviously, we're talking about a crucial fumble from Juju in the Week 16 game against New Orleans in the final minute that allowed the Saints to hang on for a win and dealt a huge blow to the Steelers' playoff hopes. Smith-Schuster also quoted a quote from Mark Twain. Did you think Mark Twain was going to be a part of this, this feud? Juju's this really getting philosophical on this Juju poll. tweeted out, Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Mark Twain. And then he just captioned it, SMH. I, I love it. <laughs> Juju is good at social media. He's coming. Me. Yeah, he's coming across definitely as the winner of this beef. I mean, how petty can you be? Just calm down, AB. What? Never respond to trolls. Like, what are you doing? What? Why? What else? I guess if you don't have anything to do for uh, until mean, the season starts, like. But you know, maybe maybe Big Ben isn't the problem. Maybe AB was the problem all along. Who knows? Everybody wants to believe that it was Big Ben who's uh, you know genuinely sort of creep has a creepy pest, and think everybody thinks he's a diva. But maybe AB is just a psycho. Uh, it sounds he like he got paid. I, I mean, just just be happy. You got paid. You got traded. You got paid. Why are you taking shots at Juju? I don't get it. Who was a rookie last year, wasn't he? No, or it was is he a second, second or third year. year. Yeah, he he's hasn't a young been guy. there long. He's young. Yeah. And he was the youngest guy in football when he was a rookie. Right. So it's pretty cool to take a shot like that at a but person. But Juju's good at social media, so he's going to win the feud. You should not feud with a guy on social media who's better at social media than you. If he's 10 years younger than you, which he pro I think that's probably likely, he definitely knows how to use media better than you. No, that, that's probably true. He's up, buddy. Let's see. Juju is 22. Yeah, Juju's going to fuck you He's up only played on in the league for two years, and he was the youngest player in the league when he got in the draft. So, it, like, That'd he's be like, 22, and Antonio <laughs> Brown is what? Probably in his mid-30s, you'd have to think. Antonio Brown didn't really get, like, super famous onto the scene until he was later in his career either. You'd have it, That'd be like you feuding. Antonio Brown is 30. You okay. can't feud on social media with a guy who's eight years younger than you. That's a mistake. And expect to come out on top. It's pretty unlikely that you know how to use Snapchat better as well as a 22 year and, and what's funny is it's actually happening on Twitter. It's which a medium is very that kids funny, don't actually. use. Uh, Antonio Brown has 1.4 million Twitter followers. Juju, at Team Juju, which is a pretty good handle, I think. Yeah. Has, uh, well, he has less, 900,000. I was expecting he's coming, that. He's coming for your ass. But, I mean, you would have to expect the more famous of the two receivers to have a higher. And also, you've been in the league for whatever many years. Like, you have to expect that he would have f larger social media presences. That doesn't mean that he knows how to apply social media as well. Juju as has 2.5 million on Instagram, though. Whoa. He's got a big presence. 2.5 is for real. Yeah. He's yeah. an influencer. Uh, there's no doubt about that. 
He's got a great name too. Yeah. I, I so I, I'm taking Juju, man. He ran wow, away AB with this has three point three million on Instagram. Wow. Well, well, look, the bottom line is he's got at AB, though. That's even better. Juju that's, has that's at a Juju, really but tight at angle. AB, it's a power move. How much do you think he had to pay for that? Oh, fuck. I'd love to know. Do you know, did I tell you the story about the guy who tried to offer me at Micah on Instagram? No. Some sketchy guy tried to offer me at Micah. For how much? For like 250 bucks. You didn't take that? I should have, but then... How long ago? This was like three weeks ago. Oh, God. And you then now it. my girlfriend, or my fiance, as it were, sent me a text... Or sent me a, a a DM or whatever, and there's some new dude that has that mic and he's got forty thousand followers and he's like an artist, so it's over. I missed my chance. You blew it. It at really Mike sucks. It could have been what kind of Micah. art did you look? I've I hope he's out. a sculptor. I hope a sculptor cucked no, you on Micah. He's not a sculptor. At Micah. Well, that concludes our sports beef of the week, presented by ButcherBox. Hey, this month ButcherBox is offering the ultimate breakfast bundle. This includes two packages of bacon and two pounds of breakfast sausage. All for free in your first box. The bacon is some of the best bacon you've ever had. It's Whole30 approved, uncured, nitrate, and sugar-free. The sausage is a healthy, authentic version of a classic-style pork sausage, simply seasoned with salt, pepper, and sage. Right now, new members will get two packages of bacon and two pounds of breakfast sausage added to your first box for free. And I mentioned that. Plus, this is even better, Brad. You get $20 off your first box in addition to the free bacon and sausage. Go now while supplies last for this limited time offer. You may be asking, what is ButcherBox? Well, let me tell you. ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage-breeded pork. This is the good stuff. The incredible quality of ButcherBox meats start with a commitment to raising animals humanely and free of antibiotics and hormones. Each box comes with at least 8 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual-sized meals. You can choose from five different box types, uh, all beef, beef and chicken, beef and pork, mixed box, or a custom box that lets you choose your own cuts. How good is that? So Micah and I both got a box sent to us, and yeah. it is incredible. It is the most enjoyable thing I think I've ever had mailed to me. It is a well, huge... I need to take some out of the freezer for tonight, too. So I woke up on Sunday, and I don't know what I would had been dreaming about, but I was inspired. Something had inspired me, and I don't know what it was. Okay. I wake up, and I want steak and eggs, and I've got like... Four cuts of like the nicest, most beautiful steak you've ever seen from Butcher Box in my freezer. I pull one out, put it in a marinade, kind of go about my business, do my coffee, take the dog on a walk. When I get home, boom. Steak time. It's steak time. Oh, this is a it great was amazing. Uh, so, yeah, and I got three more and I can't wait to eat Everything them again. is individually frozen and, and uh, frozen at the peak of freshness for individually vacuum packed biodegradable packaging, as Brad said, and sent straight to your doorstep. This is really good stuff. All all grass fed. I'm I'm gonna take some ground beef out of the fridge right now, and uh, have a quick dinner tonight. But it's all easy to to unthaw. This is super high quality. And it's all grass fed. Yeah. Like this is this is good stuff. Highly recommend. Much higher uh, beef. Uh, the beef is all of much higher quality. And the pork, which is heritage breed, the organic chicken. There's there's a brand of 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 uh, meat delivery mm -hmm. that's uh, based in Nebraska. We'll just say okay. And it pales. It is trash. Do not get your mother or father gifts from that steak company. I like how you danced box. around that. That was nice. Get Butcher Box. Butcher Box is a no-brainer. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Well, here. So to get the free stuff, two packages of bacon and two pounds of breakfast sausage for free, plus, plus. $20 off your first box. You ready? Go to ButcherBox.com slash backdoor. Or just enter the promo code backdoor, one word, at checkout. 
One more time, butcherbox.com backdoor. It'll be automatically added. Or if you just go to butcherbox.com, use promo code backdoor checkout. 20 bucks off plus two pounds of bacon and two pounds of breakfast sausage. Get the fuck out of here. This is an incredible roundup of sponsors on this episode. We love, we love back uh, to back, free fly with with butcher box. Y'all, y'all are the best. Okay, uh, let's hit on a few more things and get out of here. Like I mentioned, later this week we'll be a little more forward looking to an amazing weekend of Masters, uh, NHL and NBA playoffs, and Game of Thrones for the nerds out there. Uh, Brad will give some betting tips on uh, on boobies and stuff. Uh, how about uh, some more news? The ladies, uh, Baylor beat Notre Dame to win the national championship oh. in women's hoops last night. No UConn. Uh, UConn was defeated earlier, I believe, by uh, Notre Dame. Wow. I wonder where it's the like last the first time, time in 13 years yeah. that UConn wasn't a number one seed. They were a two seed this year. That's right. We covered that at the very beginning when we were doing yeah. Okay. But Baylor, your national champs. Uh, Kim Mulkey, she's, she's got a lot of spunk. Is she? <laughs> she's their coach. Interesting. She's oh, that's what, that's what she does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania was last night, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. I previewed it on... Uh, you should go back and listen to our preview if you want to know what happened. Uh, I predicted most of the matches correctly. I felt like a genius. I got really? two more than Dion did. Uh, it was a good show. It lasted forever. Uh, went till Six like, and a half hours, you said? Yeah. Apparently, there were huge issues in New York because uh, mass, it went so long, mass transit stopped running. So people were just like walking in the rain till like 2.30 in the morning. Oh, because like, they couldn't Uber. leave yeah, they couldn't Madison leave. Square Garden? No, no, no. It was at the uh, New Jersey in the football stadium. Oh. <laughs> at MetLife. Or, yeah, MetLife Stadium. Is that it? That is, that is uh, irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. It went forever. Becky Lynch uh, is the, the women's champion. She the champion of both Raw and SmackDown, defeating Ronda Rousey last night. Soft, Rousey. Yeah. You soft. Soft. Uh, anyway, that, that's Russell, there's our WrestleMania recap. More coming to Mind of Micro this week. Who on the men's side? Uh, they have two championships that are equal, sort of. Um, Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar. Okay. Seth Rollins is like a tiny uh, CrossFitter kind of guy. Okay, I don't even believe this for one yeah, second. Yeah, so it, it's kind of phony. He, he hit him in the nuts, though. That's Brock Lesnar's weakness is wow. the low blow. Yeah, that The referee got nails. hurt. <laughs> It's very funny. Like the last like four times Brock Lesnar's lost is just because people just hammered him Take with low that blows. Shot. Like that is his weakness. If he was like a uh, like a guy from like Mike Tyson's Punch Out right. or like a video game, his only weakness his is, Achilles is his Achilles heel is his his nuts is his balls. Yeah. So uh, Seth, like Rollins, eight feet tall, Seth Rollins I guess is the universal champion, and then uh, Kofi Kingston, uh, a man who was formerly Jamaican but is no longer. Oh, he, he, he used to talk with a fake Jamaican accent. Uh, but is no longer that defeated Daniel Bryan the for the other championship. WrestleMania is insanity. He, he had he was Jamaican faking it though, and now he's no longer Jamaican. Yeah, like the first like five years of his career, he talked like this man, and then one day he just stopped talking with an accent, and everybody acted like it was no big deal. He's like, I got an agent. I'm rich. Yeah, well, he's and the champion now, Kofi Kingston. So shouts to him. There you go. Uh, and Becky Lynch, the big star, coming out in the evening. She was the the headliner. The ladies fought. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. There you go. There's there's a full recap coming later to Mind of Micah. Uh, more more quick stuff um, in MMA news. UFC 236 is this weekend. Max Hall- Holloway faces Dustin Poirier Saturday night in Atlanta. That's exciting. That should be a good one. Poirier? Like the, uh, like the billboards? Something like that, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk about the hotline. 800-392-6344. We're going to play some calls on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever we do this. I think we'll do it Wednesday. That's 800-392-6344. Brad will be buying me tacos, and we will be watching. If we're talking Masters, we need to do it Wednesday. 
Yeah, I think we need to do that. Brad okay. is um, – we haven't talked a lot of golf on this podcast, but Brad is very plugged into golf uh, as he plays DraftKings every week and knows more about what's happening on tour than just about anybody I know. I spend some time on the uh, – yeah, I, I keep up to date on these So things. full Masters preview coming Wednesday. We'll, we'll get you something. Uh, that's it, and that's all. Brad, where can people follow you? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Michael, where can they follow you? Can follow you? me at Michael Weiner, yeah. M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, follow us at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram or Backdoor Cover on Twitter. 800-392-6344. Thanks to our sponsors, ButcherBox.com slash Backdoor and, and FreeFly, free uh, promo code BDC. Check out that stuff. It's really good. We It gets the Mike and Brad seal of approval. Two thumbs up. Okay, back Wednesday. Mm, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.